Hello everyone, and welcome to KD Lounge, the best source for everything Cadena. Today we have a very special guest, Adrian Marquez. He is the CEO and founder of DocuShield, the third project to be launched by KDL. DocuShield is a decentralized privacy storage application. Now in this interview I try to understand why Adrian would do such an application, and also why he did it on the Cadena network. To be honest, I was really amazed by his background and his story. I was even more impressed by how good he is on the technical side, as he gave us a rundown on all of the aspects of the project itself. Later, we also saw how the actual application looks inside a mobile phone, for example. It was really cool, I hope you guys like it. Now, before we jump in, some news on KD Launch. Some of you might have noticed that I mentioned DocuShield as a third IDO to be hosted on KD Launch. Yeah, that's because the second one is KDSwap, developed by the very same team as KDL, and which is ready to go live right now. KDSwap is gas-free and will be chain agnostic in the near future, meaning you can use it regardless of which chain you have your KDA in. There will also be airdrops for KDL holders and users of KDSwap. The DEX will be live after the IDO, in the beginning of May, and will feature at least KDS, KDL and DOC tokens, right away. Of course, anyone can add liquidity to any KDA token pair. Meanwhile, you can check all of the amazing features and tokenomics on the Medium link provided below. Now, I would also like to extend a word of appreciation to the KD Labs dev team. I mean, these guys have been working non-stop to give you all of these amazing applications on the Cadena ecosystem. Uh, I hope they know how proud we are of them. And now, I give you Adrian Marquez. Hey Adrian, thanks for joining us. Hey, how's it going man? Happy to be here. It's a pleasure having you here. Uh, I guess the cat is out of the bag. You're going to do the, the launch with, with the KDL, right? Yeah, man, um, and we're very excited, very excited about that. I think the whole community is, is pretty uh, Likewise, pretty likewise. Stoked. Actually, when I found out about DocuShield, I, I I told the guys we need to have them with us because I, I really think you you are doing a, a an amazing job with with this with this application and with, with what you're doing with DocuShield. So it's a pleasure having you here and having you Thank with you. us as well. Thanks. So to start off, I think you should uh, maybe introduce us uh, introduce us to yourself. Uh, give us a sure. little bit of your background and where where did you came from? Well, my name is Adrian Marquez. I'm from Southern California, born and raised. Um, I'd call myself kind of like a serial entrepreneur, uh, just projects and stuff since I was a kid. Started off with Pogs. I don't know if you remember, you know, having Pogs back in the day. You know, we'd take comic books and cut around them, paste it on there, and then, you know, resell them. Did mixtapes <laughs> and stuff like that, like actual cassette <laughs> mixtapes as a kid. Sold those around. Um, right after high school, opened like an underground music venue. Did a lot of independent marketing. Uh, I have a bar uh, slash restaurant right now, um, which, you know, thankfully I'm able to kind of get away and focus really on this project. So I've always loved finance. I've always loved technology and uh, and crypto just kind of has captivated me for the last probably since 2016, 2017, something like that. I spent about seven years at a marketing automation company 
uh, called Mindfire, and I did the uh, training, the technical training for all of our uh, clients, onboarding them, walking them through uh, the whole process of you know the marketing flow, and really just ensuring that their first campaigns were something that would be successful. So you know, being there, I was able to see the the progression and the development of software over time. You know, over the course of those seven years that I was there, and really just how much blood, sweat, and tears goes into all of the development phases, you know, uh, and exactly. how people come across new ideas and then start QAing those and testing them out and, you know, uh, just seeing what works and what doesn't, what sounds like a good idea, but then turns out to not be the greatest thing. <laughs> so I think that really helped me, you know, get into tech and uh, really understand, you know, the finer details about what it's like to put together a project with complex. Um, You know, did a lot of independent marketing after that and got really heavy into crypto and uh yeah man i did uh, the restaurant thing i had an opportunity to go in on a bar with uh with some family members so we did that and i took that deep dive which took me out of crypto for a good three years until uh until um COVID hit and uh <laughs> you know we had the lockdowns and when i took that deep dive man like i i just ignored everything else around me like crypto wasn't even like present you know because i was just about the hospitality industry and building you know the best thing that we possibly could during those breaks you know i kind of just looked back naturally into crypto and tech and was amazed at the strides and the progress and, and things that have been going on and um had the opportunity to take another step away now after having the, my firstborn kid and which was he was the inspiration for this project you know and now i'm here oh, you know things are kind of running and <laughs> I can't step away, man. I'm totally just engrossed in this project right now, and I love it. Nice, man. Nice. Good to hear. And nice to hear that your son was what uh, motivated <laughs> you, to, you. To, to start doing this again. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> speaking of this, this is DocuShield, right? So, yeah. can you give us a broad perspective of what is DocuShield? What, what is the purpose of having this, this app on Kadena? Yeah. Yes. So, uh, DocuShield is... is in reality, it's nothing new. It's, you know, cloud storage, essentially, for your personal documents. But um, it's completely new. I'd like to see it as the next stage in the evolution of personal cloud storage or personal document storage. So it first started, you know, when um, I had my son and all of a sudden they're giving me birth certificates. I have all kinds of insurance information, all kinds of stuff that, you know, I can't lose. It's more important than the stuff that I have for myself because this is my kid, you know, so I'm thinking like, damn, like I know the tech industry and I don't, I don't know if you've ever been on a site called have I been pwned.com, but it shows all the What's data it? breaches. It's called have What's I been pwned, have I been pwned.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It shows it. All, all the data breaches from everywhere. Um, Google is that data breaches, you know, Amazon, <laughs> Dropbox, every, you know, all around the board, there's, there's, you know, these companies that you're relying with all your most private data that have these breaches and that i mean there's even cases where you know employees can decrypt your information like they have the keys to see that i mean a lot of the data breaches actually have been around employees um and it kind of revolves around you know the old crypto saying not your keys not your crypto about leaving stuff on exchanges and i feel the same way like you know with your documentation if you're not the one that has sole access to it then that's vulnerable to whatever that that other person on the other end you know, decides to do with that information. So DocuShield is a way to decentralize this whole kind of messed up system. I mean, it's working, 
But like I said, evolution happens. And the next step in that is to step away from, you know, other people controlling that and relying on what we now have, you know, the technology we have with the blockchain that's that's almost at that point now where we're hitting adoption, you know, and I think DocuShield is going to be a great use case for people to say, wow, like this is the next, you know, logical step for us because it's more private, you know, it's more private. And at the same time, you know, you have things like transaction histories and stuff and proof of work that shows transactional certainty and you can prove that things had happened. You know, you can, you can kind of follow the steps. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that is kind of like DocuShield in a nutshell, personal cloud storage space, but, you know, with the blockchain behind it and all of the positive attributes that come along with that, the blockchain there, gotcha. especially today. Gotcha, gotcha. So you took the, the, the cloud service and put it in the blockchain to be as transparent yeah. and, and secure as possible. Exactly. Transparency sense. and security at the same time is, <laughs> you know, that's something amazing that we can accomplish. Exactly. So in this in this DocuShield uh, ecosystem, you have the Doc token, mm -hmm. which, as I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong here, is the form of payment for the for the services you provide, right? Yes. Yes. Form of payment. Will it be used like as a fee that yeah. you need to pay every month, or how how will it work in terms of of, so, of services? Yeah, we're totally against doing anything um, on a monthly basis. You know, there's times in my life where I had to start cutting things. You know. As far as cost wise, I had to cut out, you know, Netflix, I have to cut out this, this and that. And if for some reason, you know, I have to cut out, you know, my document cloud storage or my cloud storage service and all of the important things that come with that, that's just, I mean, if you're already at a difficult point where you're cutting expenses and all of a sudden you don't have access to these things that you need because you can't pay, I mean, that just, that, that is a situation that's horrible, man, you know? So I don't want that. I want there to be a one-time transaction where for each document where you pay a set price, you know, uh, to upload this document. And um, once that's done, I mean, you can access that at any time. So, I mean, there's more than enough space. We've done the market research. There's, you know, uh, tons of room to work and it's still very profitable not doing the membership type service. But I think, again, it just serves the user, you know, better to always have, um, you know, the ability to retrieve the documents at any time, no matter what happens. You lose your phone, you you know go missing for 10 years, whatever it may be, you can come back and that is still there where you left it and it's not going anywhere. Okay, so you, you use it, the doc as a, as a payment for yeah. a one-time uh, thing? Payment and then for the transaction. Oh, okay, okay, makes total <laughs> So I got a little excited okay. and straight away from there. But yeah, it's gonna <laughs> be used for the transactions and we're planning on charging by the gigabyte. You know, so... Um, yeah, we'll have that worked out, and that's something we'll, we'll later reveal, like a structure or a model for that. Okay. But um, we want it to be steady, and we want it to be by the gigabyte. So, I mean, um, that's tricky, having a steady price mm -hmm. in, in crypto. But, um, you know, I think how much doc uh, you have to use to, to store, you know, a certain document is going to vary. It's not going to always be one doc for one gig. It could be 0.2 doc or if you know, doc goes wild, the price will, you know, the price will still be per gigabyte and remain relevant. It'll just be more or less of the doc token that you need okay. to put in, store that, you know. That, that was actually my, my next question is, since crypto is so volatile and you know, yeah. 
once you have a, a token, you're you're talking about a, a, a very volatile asset, oh. right? So <laughs> definitely, man. So you'll you'll keep the the dollar cost in in mind when 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 you thinking about the the cost of of, of a, a gigabyte in this case, right? Exactly, exactly. And it could be something you know as simple as taking a seven day average or a fourteen day average of where the token is, and then implementing that into you know the application and having to control how much docking is actually going to yeah. be taken. More. Okay, seems good. Uh, another question I'd like to, to, to talk about that I, I, I'm not sure I understand that well. So you're, you're storing the private data on the blockchain. Will this be stored as an NFT or how, how are you encrypting it? Well, you want to go so, over that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And I actually um, have, if I could take controls of, you know, the screen yeah. for a minute, I have a workflow sure. that kind of shows out how everything kind of happens. Okay, um, if that's me... cool with you. Sure, let me just give you uh, rights to do it. Okay, cool. So the way the whole kind of thing works out right now is uh, we have the app, right? That's on your phone. And there's two ways to log in. You know, you have uh, the completely anonymous way, which is the old school crypto way. You know, we have our seed phrase, we plug that in. Um, or we have the traditional way now, the web two way of logging in. So you can log in with your Facebook, your Twitter, uh, your Apple ID, whatever the case may be, password and email, uh, and then implement two-factor authentication that way. So two, two account types, but the rest of the software kind of interacts the same way. Um, once you're inside, you have your document uh, right here that undergoes uh, some encryption. Over on the left, we can kind of see how that happened. So we encrypt the document, and now we have Two sets are uh, two items that we, um, that we uh, need. So that's our document that's now encrypted. Um, and we also have key that unlocks that document, right? Now, um, both of those pieces get, get sent over to private IPFS networks. So these are our internal private IPFS networks that we're going to run and well that the community is actually going to run and we've had a ton of interest about people you know running instances of this um these are essentially going to be this is going to be our node program but we'll get to that uh, a little bit later you know so um they get sent to these two separate networks that don't really communicate with each other and uh they live there and now on the other end you know we take all the data all and um and we pass that to another server. When I mean data, I mean, uh, you know, the wallet information over here, such as the wallet address, uh, the title of the file, and other, you know, things um, associated with the file. Where does it live in, in, as far as inside the storage of, you know, your, of your app? Um, send that up to another private network, right? And that's, that's pretty much where they live. Now, the NFT gets generated when um, we have the IPFS network uh, server communicate over to our Oracle over here. Um, hey, uh, I have this information. Here's the wallet address that I have this information for, right? We have listeners set up with our smart contracts and say, okay, cool. I have this wallet address. Now, at the same time, I have these other two private networks speaking to another Oracle. Um, and it's saying, hey, okay, cool. We have data and we uh, from this wallet address, you know, and it transmits that and it, that's all it says, right? Now, when we have a, con a confirmation on all sides of matching wallet address, first for the metadata um, over here, um, then for the key 
Then for the document, we say, okay, cool. This is all unified now. Now that I have this matching information, we're going to release the CID. And that CID is going to be written and encrypted into the metadata of the NFT over here. And so this is uh, the smart contracts over here generating the NFT. And then it gets sent back upon request, or it gets sent back to the generating wallet. And only then can that NFT metadata be decrypted when it has a matching wallet and secret key phrase or secret key, however you want to say it, then it oh, says, okay. okay, cool. I recognize that you're my generating wallet. So now the data can be decrypted, right? Okay. So that's the only way right now for us to do that. Um, and if say you break your phone, right? Something happens, whatever, you have to get the app, download it again. The same thing happens. Now you have this NFT though that lives in your account. And it's essentially a wallet. You know, it's going to hold these NFTs, but we're not really calling it a wallet for the sake of, uh, you know, mass adoption. We're not going to try and scare people away saying, hey, this is your crypto wallet that holds your documents. So like, no, no, this is Snap. It's a document storage solution. But that NFT yeah. will be present and you can request now since it's decrypted and you can see that CID that lives over here. We can, we can put that requested. And that's this other line over here. And we mm -hmm. can say, okay, cool. This is, I have approval for this. Let me grab that CID, download the document. I have the uh, decryption key. I have the encrypted, or the file. Decrypt it to the end user. None of this they see, right? They just see the document mm -hmm. they have when they need it. Exactly. If they want to dig in and see the security, of course, we're going we're gonna to share, you know, um, how it works with them. But really, the back end, I don't, they're never going to see any of this stuff. It's just going to always be there for them, and it's going to be super private for them. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, it's complex for you, <laughs> for the guys building it, but easy to understand and simple for the for the end user. Of course, makes a, yeah, a yeah. lot of sense. <laughs> definitely, definitely uh, tricky when building it, but you know, I got some really <laughs> smart, really creative guys. I mean, I do the front end stuff, uh, the design, all of that mm -hmm. of the app, you know, and um, you know, I can read through smart contracts, especially packed. That's a little easier than others to read through, mm -hmm. but. You know, when it comes to writing it, no, man, I want to get I want to get the best people out there for the job and, you know, search long and hard for uh, those people. <laughs> and luckily, I've found a good team and always looking to add to that, you know. Great, man. I think since you're already sharing the the, sure. the screen, we can jump to the to one of the things I wanted you to to do as well, which is uh, do a run uh, down of the of your app. If you if you, sure. if you might. Yeah. Yeah, um, just ignore my messy desktop right here. Ah, it's not too bad. <laughs> you wanna, if you wanna stop sharing <laughs> for a minute and, and uh, prepare it and, and then just go again. <laughs> I, I'm up. There's, there's, there's nothing really <laughs> private. <laughs> uh, we're good. Everything's embedded in, in folders and folders. It's no big deal. So, right here, if you guys can still see my screen, I'm gonna push play on this and it, it's kind of a walkthrough. Okay. Can you see the whole screen? Yeah, okay. Can you see the video now? Everything looks fine. All right, man. Cool, cool. Okay, so this is the uh, the login screen right here, and I'm gonna go ahead and push play and uh, attempt to just overdub what's going on right here. Um, it's, um, it's, it looks good. Yeah. Thank go you. So this is our basic registration right here, um, and you can see right there at the top we have general and we have anonymous. So we're gonna first go through the general. That's just the everyday user. You know, um, who wants to come in and register with their email and create a password? Old school, right? Okay. 
Uh, we can also see we're connecting different accounts at the top, Facebook, Google, Apple. We're going to have Twitter mm -hmm. in there mm -hmm. to be able to uh, okay. connect that. Um, also, uh, we'll go through, you know, what the anonymous account is. So now we get the email verification and, um, you know, they get that link sent and boom. But now we'll um, take a look at the anonymous. And if people are curious, we're going to have a breakdown of general okay. versus anonymous. And anonymous is just the crypto wallet. You know, we're going to create a password and then we're going to get access to those 12, uh, you know, 12 words that that recovery phrase. Okay. So this kind so of goes is, through. This, this is the yeah. real crypto experience, right? This is the crypto experience now. <laughs> exactly. Um, the seed phrase is generated. Obviously, they're not all going to be hello. <laughs> I hope, <laughs> <That's> so. not... <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> we'll download that. Um, whatever you want to do, write it down and then okay. verify. Just like the, like every experience, pretty much yeah. in crypto. Yeah. Um, so this is our and, anonymous account. We don't need your and, email. We don't need your name. None of that. And we're creating both types because people are going to lose this. This is going to scare people. And uh, we still want to be able to recover information for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other. So this brings us to scan, upload, and import. So we wanted to make everything very simple. Uh, scan is just going to bring up the camera and allow them to, you know, scan their document. And we're going to, we, we, you know, we found some really cool open source code that really allows us to, you know, bring out the text and the document auto crop the document and you know uh really cool stuff like that upload is gonna do just put it says you're gonna search uh and from your device upload okay. and then we clicked on import um right there we're gonna integrate with other places by using their you know their api we're gonna start off with google drive and with docusign um and just getting all that stuff that's hosted with them right now and bringing it into the you know to our platform okay so that's what they first see now on the uh, side. We have the search to go through all our different documents and our account. Uh, general info is just going to go through wallet info, seed phrase, linked account, things like that. Okay. So we can okay. see we have different wallets in here. Mm -hmm. um, secret, the secret phrase we'll be able to see from here and um, whenever we need to. Linked accounts will be controlled. Google Drive, DocuSign. We're definitely going to be adding a ton more. And then uh, general app information, right? Yeah, all good. Yep. Payments and purchase. We'll be able to see our existing wallet. Um, and, you know, uh, if you have multiple, there'll be a pull down to select. Our payment history will be seen here. So every time we've paid any doc or any fiat uh, within a transaction, we can control our cards and our bank accounts from right here as okay. well. And, um, you know, help if you need it. FAQs, community, user guide, all that stuff. Let's go into our, I believe we're going to, yeah, we still have some other stuff inside here. Settings, change password, miscellaneous. But we're going to go into the document vault. Uh, this is our secured vault. So, first of all, before we move forward, our secured vault is going to be all the things that we've paid already to have secured in with the doc token right then our other vault you know uh which we're going to get to next is going to be all the the local stuff that you have that you can still use the app to organize but uh has not been encrypted has not generated the nft and has not okay. been through that whole process so we're going to go ahead and search just pdf come through and we can see all the different search results uh that are secure in this instance 
And then these are the non-secured imported stuff. So other things still yet to be secured. And, you know, we'll give them the option to go ahead and do that as well. Shared items. Um, we're still working on that with our contracts. Same thing with received and um, the recycled. Bin. Then at the okay. bottom, we have a little secured versus imported so people can get the difference. Transaction history, again, right here. Uh, now, this isn't just any time there's been a payment. This is any time anything has been done, a share, um, a retrieval, mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. The wallet again right here where we can see, yeah. you know, your, your address. And then we can actually go through and purchase blocks of um, of the doc token. So mm -hmm. I think that's going to be clutch, too, in, in allowing us to to really control the prices. Um, we're not going to be selling it in the form of an exchange where you say, I have, you know, $12. How much doc token can I get? We're going to have packages. Like you can buy uh, A, B, or C. We have our support. I mean, education is going to be a huge uh, point uh, that we're going to have to do to, you know, educate people what's secured, what's not, why does it operate this way? You know, yeah, so nice. I love Coinbase's education. You know how they just bring up all these cool videos and stuff and really help people understand what they're getting into. Uh, we log out and now we're going to go ahead and come in and go the login process um just with our either email or password and also uh obviously forgot password for basic accounts <laughs> which is like i said gonna happen feeling yeah and here's the anonymous bunch of <laughs> still um once you go in here put your password or recover the account with your seed phrase you log in and boom you're right back in there and, and that's pretty much uh, it right now, as far as the the app goes. And I mean, it's it's a lot, but it's it's not complex at the same time. My goal yes. for this is to have something that my mom can use, my grandma can use. <laughs> exactly. They don't know anything about blockchain, but they can use this as their solution. And it seems really really user friendly and very very uh, minimalistic, which is fine, good uh, in my in my view. Um, this you're showing me like the the app on a mobile application. Do are you planning right. to have it on a on a on a desktop as well? Yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna have to. Just we want to make it accessible to anybody. So mm -hmm. we're gonna be getting done with this first and jumping through hoops. Um, I know sometimes when working, you know, with the Apple Store especially, there's there's caveats and things that you gotta you gotta work through. So yeah. web platform yeah. will definitely be available, but. I mean, we're going to really push to get those those mobile apps present and developed, and it just seems like that's what people gravitate to. You know, wanting yeah, to get that's a specific... that, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, nowadays, most people there are a lot more people have, that have a phone, access to a phone, than, than to a computer. Actually, which I, I I didn't have that that kind of idea, but it's it's it happens. So it's yeah. good that you you're focusing on something that it's for everyone first, and then and then the the desktop app. So. Right now, this the app looks good. Everything looks 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 perfect. Thank you. But you could have chosen any blockchain to 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 build this on, right? Right. Uh, Ethereum has, has a lot of user uh, uh, users, and and maybe the adoption would be easier there. Why did you go with with Kadena? 
Um, well, first of all, proof proof of work. Just from the from the get, you know. And um, I first I first heard of Kadena um, when I started, you know, getting into mining and all that. And I bought the little the little box off Gold Shell. And um, this is back when I mean Kadena was uh, like fifty cents or something around there, thirty to fifty cents a piece. And we were getting like seven of them a day to like fifteen a day sometimes. And <laughs> it was wild, man. I wish I didn't use it as gas money, you know, most of the time. <laughs> um, but whatever, you know, it happens. So, so when I when I seen it, I was like, oh, cool, Kadena. There's not many people doing proof of work stuff. So I dug into it and I seen the scalability, and I was like, whoa. Oh, there's like a whole other thing behind this, you know. And the more I read into it and um, started like, you know, researching the founders and stuff, the more impressive it was. And then just the transactional certainty behind proof of work and the decentralization. I mean, um, proof of stake kind of, in my opinion, you know, counteracts the whole decentralization thing because, I mean, the more I stake, the more voting power I get, the way a lot of the blockchains work, you know, when it comes to like, let's just say Cardano example with their staking or and then they vote and then you know your voting power relies solely on what that is and uh how much uh you know you put down i don't i don't really like that and i don't know if ethereum's going that same way with their proof of stake but whatever not not really so concerned um i think that you know um this is decentralization at its core um you know proof of work and what the is doing and then making it green you know so everyone's like oh to hell with them you know that's they're destroying them the environment it's like well wait a minute do a little research here's some information for you this is actually you know not not it, it's it takes up it's less resource intensive than even a lot of proof of stake you know uh blockchains out there and then the packed language um on top of that hacked and and Kadena as well um just seem like what we're doing it's the next step of evolution for the internet it's web3 you know and it's it's really what the future is going to be in in my uh in my you know for what i believe <laughs> yeah I believe. and pact you mentioned pact which seems to be a decisive factor in in, in choosing cadena yes. for a lot of people uh how do you see pact in terms of of, of being a user-friendly language and also uh, a language that can be understood by many people that are actually uh, not that uh, tech savvy. So, for instance, yeah. maybe uh, Pact can be used uh, in a smart contract and be used as as proof of lit in a litigation process, for example. Do you right. think that's that's something that could happen in the future? And in what sense do you see Pact as a superior language to other smart contract languages like Solidity, for example? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The well, the ease of usability first. You know, uh, definitely, and, and in your use case. I mean, people can just kind of read through it and understand and you don't have to have too much of a tech background it's just like reading a book you know and i feel that way about a lot of languages but you know especially you know uh once we get the right documentation behind us which i understand is is a huge core um move you know that's coming next um it's going to be kind of unstoppable so um And, you know, there's not a history of breaches that, that have been going on, like with Solidity. It's so open-ended right now um, that there's just a million ways to do something. And that causes a million different problems that you don't even, you're not even looking at. You know, Pact is a lot more uh, straightforward and to the point. And, and like you said, easy to read through. There's automatic bug detection, which nobody has, you know. So things like that are going to make the future more secure. And when looking at it, 
and seen PAX and what it had to offer. And then uh, going through the website, I forget what is it uh, secured by PAX or uh, where it shows where PAX would have prevented. <laughs> I forget what it is right now where it would have prevented all these you know breaches that previously happened. It's kind of just a no-brainer, man. When you're looking at the evolution phases of technology um, and you see something like Pact, it's like, wow, okay, cool. This is where I want to be. You know, I want to be on the forefront of something like that. And that's really what kind of just locked everything down. I mean, we were already fans of it, but now after, you know, after doing all that research on Pact, it was just like, okay, no brain. We're here. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. You mentioned... Um... Back there, you mentioned IPFS, and now you're using it uh, inside the, your app. You also mentioned Kuro on your on your white paper. So, what's right. the what's the place for Kuro with with DocuShield? Well, the initial place for Kuro was going to be the NFT generation, right? Um, and uh, that was going to be like so we can keep that completely private. You know uh, where the documents are coming from, where the NFT, when and where the NFT is generated. Um, all that stuff. Now we're still working through the 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 intricacies of combining the two, of having to talk to each other, uh, the seamless integration between Kadena and Kuro, and uh, so that's something that's a learning a learning curve. Uh, you know, having the two talk to us not only for ourselves but for uh, you know a lot of the so whether or not Kuro will be 100% implemented and and you know in my vision that's what I want. Uh, are we there yet? Not not. Not a hundred percent sure. So, I mean, we're working with people. Um, Smart Flux has been an amazing resource with all of the great minds that they got over there. And uh, moving on to the next part of the question, you know, um, the IPFS servers, um, they're going to be hosting. You know, naturally, they're going to be hosting our IPFS servers, which essentially are going to be, you know, our nodes. They're going to validate everything. They're going to pin all of the different data that we need, and it's going to be our private networks of IPFS. Unless we find a better a solution until then, IPFS, it's, it's looking like. Um, we're going to um, um, have those networks hosted on Flux. Um, and then and also we'll be rewarding those people who are who are running uh, the parts of those networks for us as well. So it just adds to the amount of decentralization, getting the community involved and saying, hey, you know, you can help us um, with these transactions and validation and pinning of these yeah, so you mentioned the internal nodes. Uh, those will be run on Flux, correct? Yes. So you yeah. wanted you wanted to 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 have full decentralization. Full decentralization. Uh, that's that's good to know. But yeah. what what are the nodes uh, for? And now will anyone be able to run them? Uh, you know, yeah, you're gonna have to put down a certain amount, and that's part of uh, us trying to, in the long run, uh, find some stability for the coin. It's gonna be you're gonna have to lock down a certain amount of the doc token in order to operate them. a lot a lot of how a lot of how flux operates and you know yeah. when we come up with these ideas we obviously look at the big players who are doing it right and um yeah. you know i'm i'm picking the brains of, of node operators out there all over um and trying to get their feedback on okay how what do you like about you know running this type of node a flux node free search, whatever it may be and what do you dis and what, what what would you say the ideal experience is and then we're bringing that data back, and we're we're, we're working with, with the team over at Flux to really just get what in our in our mind and what we're at right now is going to be the perfect solution for our end user. Um, you know, we don't want it to be something unattainable. You know, like you have to put down you know 
$100,000 worth of, of docs running. No, we want a wide person, you know. Um, so the more people involved, the um, the more certain you're going to be that it's always available. So we want to make it accessible. We want to make it easy. And I mean, it's just, I mean, Flux was just the natural choice. Um, when I reached out to them and I just started, uh, I think I hit up Patrick Honeyman, uh, who's, you know, who does uh, a lot of work with Flux and Zelcor. And I didn't expect mm-hmm. him to respond, but he responded like 20 minutes later, like right, pretty much right away. He's like, hey, man, yeah, let me connect you with uh, with Daniel and connected me with Daniel Keller, who is, you know, <laughs> who's, who's, what is it, the CSO over there. And uh, mm-hmm. I didn't expect to talk to them, but just the, their willingness to come and, <laughs> open up and he set me up with some of their team and you know we just kind of worked through the finer details and like i have i've had not i have not had one negative experience with any of them that team's been wonderful they know their stuff man some really bright people over there and i'm privileged to be able to work with them on on putting together a node program that hopefully is gonna you know be the next stage and it's gonna set the bar for node programs in the future great yeah that that's that's great to hear they really are a great team, and and I think the Flux and Cadena communities are kind of like that. You know, they everyone wants to to build towards the, the same goals, and that, and everyone is trying to help each other out. So it's amazing to hear that you have uh, the same experience as well. Uh, now about the tokenomics of of your of Docu uh, Docu Shield and the Doc Token. I noticed you have like uh, five hundred million total supply. I think that's that's right. That's going to be released uh, a billion total. So if I ah, billion total. 200 million okay. out, yeah, from the get, and then uh, a billion in total that uh, will be released over uh, the course of the next the next ten years. Okay, so one of one of the the numbers I found fascinating was zero tokens for for the team. Yeah. Uh, what what drove you to that to that um, to that decision of having no token whatsoever for 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 you and and the team building? Yeah. Yeah, man, transparency. I mean, we are already going to be running the company. You know, we're going to be getting paid, um, you know, for those efforts as well. And my team's going to be getting paid. So there's, I mean, in my mind, I, I don't want anybody to worry about us dumping tokens on anybody or or anything like that. Like, we're here to build a great product. And if my, you know, team wants to invest in, in Doc and buy tokens on their own and host a node, you know, outside of, of work or whatever i mean that's cool but you know i i think man that this is something that we're going to give to the community and um the tokens that we would take now we want to put in uh you know for incentivizing people who are going to help us in development so we want to use them as rewards for um for bug bounties. we want to use that as as rewards for hackathons you know who can help us build the next great piece of this little puzzle or put the next great piece of the puzzle together so instead of taking all that and saying oh we're gonna hold these and they're for us it's like no man let's put this to use for something good and um no worry to the community about us dumping anything transparency huge you know and that's another thing that i love about Katana is that everybody's up front about what they're doing and it seems like a lot of other places everybody's under these weird like little pen names you know they remind me a lot of like like those like rapper names or something you know like <laughs> like Snoop Dogg's not your real name but <laughs> you know but yeah. everybody's under this like monkey ear um and here everybody's out in the open and everybody's transparent and you know um that's that's how i like to live it and just um what you see is what you get we're going to be honest and transparent with you we're going to try and build something amazing and thank you for being along the ride 
came in. It's uh, nice to hear that, and I commend you for doing that because it's uh, it really shows that you're here for the for the long haul and for the project uh, itself, and not just to 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 make some money and just <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hey, man, I've been I've been ripped came. off on a lot of these like, you know, <laughs> projects and stuff. Yeah. I invest in crazy things sometimes, though. You know, I throw a it little bit at all. it. It happens to <laughs> all of us, right? <laughs> yeah, man. We sure. all have that little digen inside us, so that there's nothing Definitely, we can do. Man. <laughs> uh, okay, just to finish off, you know, we like to, to end on a more broad question and on a question that may, may be more appealing to folks that have no idea what uh, crypto blockchain is and we like to give them different perspectives for different, from different uh, people that we, we bring here. So from someone that has no knowledge in blockchain, in your own words, what why do you think they should care and they should learn about it and start uh, investing or even just using uh, these these applications? Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. And I, I'm like a, an evangelist, not only in Bitcoin but in, in blockchain. But people don't don't even know uh, blockchain. They'll just say, "Oh, you're into Bitcoin." It's like, well, <laughs> yes, and it all it all it all stems from Bitcoin, you know. And it's putting the power back in your hands, you know, not in a currency that's just. Uh, having money printed and printed and printed now we're not even printing it man we're pushing a button and then more <laughs> is generated so i mean just having that you know that ledger that we can always go and see all these different transactions happening the transparency behind it you know um everything about it you know the decentralization uh it just gets me pumped man it's taken the power away from the people that have had it so long and distributed it to all of us you know and giving us all an equal say in what happens and our voting power and all that so i really feel like like blockchain is the future like it is what's going to make make life a little bit easier for all of us and make things more transparent and harder to hide you know uh when you're doing any shady stuff man and i think that's a beautiful thing <laughs> So yeah, I could talk. I could literally talk about it all day. But I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. the main thing. It's the power <laughs> yeah, to keep. No. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand you. I, I, we we could have a, a no a whole other interview just oh, just totally. about this. Totally. Uh, yeah. But yeah, for now for now I think this 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 little clip will do. And uh, Adrian, thanks a lot for being with us. Uh, Thank you. It's been Thank a delight. You. And yeah, let's let's work toward that that launch and make DocuShield successful because I, I really think it's a uh, it's worth doing it. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited for the launch uh, to the community. We're going to do things in a way that, you know, no other people have, have done yet. And uh, transparency is going to be one of those key things. You know, we uh, trust is earned, not given. So we want to earn your trust. And we want that to be for the long haul. Because, I mean, we're taking this to a level that's going to be global and it's going to lead towards adoption, you know. Uh, and we want everybody there along for the ride. And thank you guys all for the love and support to just come back from the community um but yeah we're very excited man and really excited to be working with you guys yeah same same back at you man uh maybe next time uh, we'll be here in a few months and talking about how docushield uh success is going definitely so, man see you there all right man have a good one thanks see ya and that's it for our show today guys I really think Adrian's passion for his own project was on display today, and so I don't see how DocuShield could ever fail. Now, a project on the Cadena ecosystem that we've been looking at is the Alpha Slayer Club. They describe themselves as a cross-chain alpha sharing community and deflationary NFT collection on Cadena, 
Basically, NFT holders will research other projects across the crypto world, and other members of the community can reward them with upvotes. The most upvoted projects will get a monetary reward from the project treasury. Seems a really fun concept for those of you into NFTs and searching for crypto gems. As always, this is not financial advice, and you should always do your own research. Okay, and that's it for our episode today. See you next time.